Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Bermanology. Today, we're going to be talking to 2026 quarterback prospect Jared Curtis, the nation's top-ranked player in the class of 2026, according to 247 Sports, and a player that uh, Ohio State has a lot of interest in. He'll be making his second trip to campus this weekend as the Buckeyes host a pretty pivotal junior day on campus. We're going to talk to Jared about that visit, his upcoming decision, and a whole lot more on the latest episode of Bermanology. Jared Curtis joins us now. Big weekend ahead for you, Jared. Uh, Ohio State return trip on tap. But, I mean, it, there's weird weather happening in Tennessee and all through the Midwest. Let's just start right there. You're supposed to begin your travel tomorrow to Ohio. Is there any sense or chance in your mind that that trip doesn't happen because of weather? Uh, yes, sir. So I've been talking to Coach Dennis uh, the past couple of weeks about it because We've been aware of the snowstorm. We've actually been out of school all week and actually out tomorrow. So we're trying to get out of here as quick as possible. So in the morning at 10 a.m., we're going to head up to Columbus. You know, as a kid in, in Nashville, it's not an area. It's not like you're in you know South Florida where the, the it's always 80 degrees and it never snows. You get some cold. You get some weather down there in Tennessee. Uh as you start to look at different places around the country, last weekend you were in Athens, Georgia, visiting the Bulldogs. This week it's it's in Columbus. A little bit different weather wise, but what what are the little like? There, there's the big factors, right? There's the big factors like coaches and offense and winning. And are there little things in recruiting that you've started to pick up on that are like weighing heavier on your mind than you would have imagined? Oh uh, yes, sir, for sure. Uh, like relationship with coaches. That's a big that's a big uh, thing to me, like just the way they welcome you and the people, the people that already play there, like how they're how they're like going going on with themselves and how they uh, act and perform on the field is also a thing that I've been uh, looking at. Your first trip to Columbus was in November, right? Yes, sir. Weather so. OK. Uh, it wasn't bad weekend. Uh, if I recall, you were in that town for the what the Michigan State game. Yes, so, Michigan State. A nice night game. It was cold, but not not precipitous. Yes, sir. Um, this trip will be a little different, but you're going to be indoors the whole time. It's you know you're going to be going to a basketball game and that kind of stuff. What what are you most looking forward to on a trip like this? Because it's decidedly different than a game day visit where you don't get a whole lot of time with coaches. This is more about the personal interaction. Oh uh, yes, sir. Um, I was looking forward to like just like the welcome like around it like even the fans like how they act against a um basketball game like if everything just comes together as one and the recruits how other recruits like it i also also start to pick up on stuff like that because they might see different things that i'm seeing so i always try to interact with them and ask them what they're thinking about the same school that i'm interested in and uh we just talk about stuff like that and just stuff like that's uh kind of big to me I think it's it's got to be fascinating. You're, you're a sophomore in high school. You have a, a scholarship offers from the best of the best around the country. Has, has this struck you as odd, like that this is all happening to you so soon, or are you you know how do you mentally prepare for this sort of attention from Ohio State, Georgia, Alabama? Like, does that not blow your mind? Uh, kinda. Uh, I've really I've worked hard. I've been a running back all my life and like I I wasn't expecting after my freshman year, I was not expecting anything. Like I was expecting to go back to the next year and just keep doing, keep balling out, uh, keep trusting my teammates and believing in myself. And I, 
I thought eventually that it would roll in, but I didn't know it would be so soon. So at the same time, yes, but at the same time, no. Like I kind of figured it would happen, but I just didn't know when. You've been a running back your whole life? Until uh, yes, sir. Until my eighth grade year. Um my my parents I sat down with my parents, they're like, You're too slow. You can throw the ball pretty far, but so we're gonna try to get you training. So my eighth grade year. I, sw- I flipped over to um, quarterback and been happening ever since. So it's been two and a half years that you've been playing quarterback. And now you're ranked as the number one quarterback in the country, number one player in the country, according to 247 Sports in the class of 2026. And you don't think that's crazy? Like, to me, that's kind of crazy, man. Like, that's, that's quite a leap to go from, uh, I'm too slow to play running back, but I guess I can throw it okay to, two and a half years later being regarded as the best young quarterback in the country with offers from Alabama, Ohio state, Georgia, like that, that's a little crazy, Jared. I'm not going to lie. Yes, sir. Um, it is, it is wild. Um, it's a true blessing though. Um, I don't take any of it for granted. I just like, I love the position I'm in and I just keep my head down and keep working. What, when, when these offers start happening, when these conversations start happening and, to be honest, because you're a 2026 prospect, it's still hard to have some of these conversations. I assume you're not allowed to have uh, unlimited communication with coaching coaches. They have to find creative ways to talk to different coaches and relay messages. And you know, how, what have you noticed is the hardest part about this recruiting stuff so far? Um, basically, where you were saying, uh, not being able to connect with the coaches like as much as I want to, um, like. They're not allowed to contact me yet until I think they moved it to July now or June. One of them too. Uh, June fifteenth. Uh, be- yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I would love that to happen, but also I know that a lot of people have warned me like it's going to be crazy. But I'm looking forward to it. Now uh, it's interesting is the way that things are going, and you can correct me if I'm wrong as I read other stuff that people write about you around the n- nation, but. You know, you made the trip to Georgia last week. You've got the second visit to Ohio State happening. There's some conversation about maybe beginning to really narrow down. You you narrow down to six schools in December, but maybe even a decision in the next couple of months. Yes, there is a, a thought that by the time June comes around, you may want people to leave you the heck alone. So is it is it hard to to look at and see the big picture while still focusing on the little things and maybe making a decision in the near future? Uh, yes, sir. So I'd like to, cause I know coaches move around and that's part of it. It's a business. Um, but I do, I do like, I know what schools I like and what schools I want to visit and coaches from another school. They're like, if, when they're able to talk to me, if they hit me up, um, call them, you never know where they could be by the time of my signing day or where I'm going to go end up in college. So I always want to keep a good, don't burn the bridges with the uh, other schools because I'm grateful for all the other schools and it's a blessing that um, they recruit me the way they do. But I just don't want to burn any bridges and hopefully, hopefully I get to talk to them all again. Yeah, I mean, two of the six schools that were in your top six, uh, Texas A&M and Alabama, have changed head coaches in the last since you dropped that top six in December. Yes, it, sir. It, has it been eye-opening or like a wake-up call understanding that the business is what it is and whatever coach you're talking to on a daily basis, a quarterback's coach or a head coach could, could maybe not be there, you know, one week to the next is, has it changed the way you view college football? Oh, yes, sir. That's, 
that is crazy to me um how how stuff like that works and that's also uh put an effect on my um commitment because i know like if i were to commit to a school by the time i get there there's a, a likely chance that the people that recruit me now won't be there when i get there so i always got to keep that in the back of my mind but that's why i've always been told to fall in love fall in love with the um program not the uh coaches so is is there a a, a real value that you see jared to to Locking in early. I mean, obviously, the quarterback is the leader of the class. That's the face of the program type of situation. But especially in your class, 2026, Ohio State has one commitment, and that's a five-star wide receiver in Chris Henry Jr. Uh, you know, is there a value that you see? And hey, maybe I should lock in early and, and help build something special. Oh uh, yes, sir, for sure. So that's also been a thing with me. Um, I know I've talked to uh, my trainers and stuff. They they said the exact same thing. Like you want to get off the board and build a class around you. So when you go to college, you'll have weapons all around O-line receivers, even defensive players, because they help win game, win games too. So that's a big part in a commitment too. You talk about the trainers, those trainers that you work with uh, have uh, done a remarkable job getting you to this point in your career. Where, where do you see yourself as you just wrapped up your sophomore year, getting ready to move into your junior season? Where do you think the biggest areas are that you still need to take a step up oh yes sir um so i would say me and my head coach are going over this uh right now and it's and it's reading the defenses like my freshman year i played off a uh, pure instinct like i didn't know a thing about anything like cover two i didn't know really i didn't know what any of that was after my freshman season um we started going over a little bit so last season i played with a little bit of knowledge of what it was but this year, I feel like I have a good understanding, and I'll go out there and uh, have one of the best years I've had. You are, as I mentioned, now the number one ranked player in the country, according to 247sports.com. Some of that, you, you were the number two ranked player uh, as of Wednesday, and then uh, Julian Lewis, the uh, quarterback from Carrollton, Georgia, reclassified into the class of 2025. That's kind of becoming a popular thing to do, Jared, and I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but it, it, is that at all in your window of, of thinking or is it not even something that you're considering? Because obviously for a place like Ohio State that has a 2025 quarterback, like that that changes the, the, the entire scope of things, right? Yes, sir. So me and my family have actually talked about that because um, we were looking to move schools, high schools, but we decided to stay and, um, and get, get better with the uh, guys around me. Um, but we was thinking about transferring and uh, reclassifying at the same time, but we sat down and thought about it, and we didn't think that would be the best uh, choice for me to make. Not that my opinion matters, but I think you're right. Uh, you're a high school student once in your life. You have the business of football, as we've already talked about with college coaches. Like That business of football is going to be there forever, and it's going to continue to change and get more and more stressful. So when you have these couple years to be a high school student and – and go to prom and do that stuff. You should you should hold on to it as much as you can. Tell me about you as a as a person. When you're not playing football, when you're not trying to figure out how to get faster because you're too slow to play running back. When do you? What do you do? What What does Jared Curtis do f to be a kid? Um, I, I've grown up since I was three. I've me and my dad have always rode four wheelers and ride horses. So if I'm outside of football and outside of training for football on my weekends, me. My dad, we'll get some of my buddies over and we'll go out. 
and we ride four wheelers. We got a couple four wheelers, and um, and like the last three four days, all me, I've had two buddies, two buddies over all week, uh, all week, and we've been out just sledding, uh, riding behind the four wheelers, pulling them on tubes all around the uh, field in front of the uh, in front of the house. As you as you get ready to start this travel north on Friday morning. Uh, obviously, again, there, there's a lot of big conversations and a lot of things that are are in play uh, over these next few weeks for you as you settle down and try to make maybe a college decision based on these last couple trips. What what do you have to get out of a weekend like this? What, what what's necessary to happen to feel good about a, a visit? I, I just for the outside person, like what makes a visit a success? Yes, sir. So. Um, obviously the only time I've been up to Columbus was on a game day. So like they couldn't really get a lot of interaction with me until both a little bit before the game and then a little bit after. So getting up here to like actually go to the offensive room and, and watching videos and them showing me how they develop quarterbacks and, uh, the players around me will always be, um, good and supporting, uh, a thing I'm looking for is like, just a welcoming, like the coaches feeling like home, like. Is it going to be, I can be myself, um, just stuff like that. You know, as a quarterback, who do you, who do you model your game after? You're six foot three ish, 200 and what, 10, 215 uh, pounds. Like what is the, the Jared Curtis experience like at quarterback? Like what, what do you, who do you watch and say like, that's the guy I want to be? Oh, yes, sir. So, um, I like, I personally like Patrick Mahomes just because he has a crazy arm talent, but a lot of people compare me to uh, somebody like Josh Allen because when he has to run, he'll run, and he's not scared to hit nobody. I mean, Josh Allen is is an extremely – now, he's fast enough to play running back, so we got to be <laughs> we got to be uh, you know honest with ourselves. I, I, it's fascinating because people love to compare young guys to, to guys that have come through before, but as, as the game evolves, it seems like every generation – Players get a little bit more uh, unique and a little bit more multiple, but it, it, the offense can't change that much. It's like they're still a quarterback. You still got to throw the football as a yes, as a quarterback. When you watch a place like Ohio State and you see the receivers that they have in that program, how much does that like open your eyes or entice you to a, a program like what the Buckeyes are building? Uh, yes, sir. So that's um, obviously a big a big um, thing to me because that's the guys that's going to be helping me out and getting me to the next level. Also, I'm getting them to the next level. They're getting me to the next level. So I couldn't do it without any receivers or O-line. So the way they um, bring in receivers is uh, crazy because they develop receivers also and get them to the next level. And it's just, it's wild to see the things that uh, these colleges can do. Who's your favorite sports team? Like, is it the Titans? Is it someone else local? Like, who do you watch uh, in on the weekends, or or you know who who's the team you grew up playing with on Madden? So, actually, that's funny you say that because my mom she would never let me play video games. So uh-huh. I don't we don't have any uh, video games. But and watching football, I can't I can't really sit down for a long time because I just get I, I can't really like lock into something. I'll get bored or something. So watching football, I don't really watch football a lot either. So. I just go out there and play it. To be honest, I watch like a big game, like the Super Bowl or something. But see, that explains why you didn't know defenses when you started playing quarterback. If you played Madden, you would have known what cover two was. Yeah, I heard. Yeah, that's what people have said to me too. <laughs> that's funny. 
Uh, it's probably pretty smart, though. You, you live in an area where you can go outside and do things most of the year. Uh, it's probably better for you that way. Yes, sir. Um, what, what do you get? What, what pumps you up? What music do you listen to pregame? Like, what, what do you get into to get yourself ready for, for competition? Um, so music I listen to before, uh, pregame, it's like, what's the song called? It's, um, it's from Jay-Z. I'm having a brain fart right now. It's, um, run this town. I listen to that on repeat for an hour. And then we get our phones taken a couple hours before the game. So I'm listening to that most of the day. And then I put it on repeat for an hour before we get our phone taken. And then when we get our phone taken, I just put my AirPods in and they're sound canceling. So I just sit there and um, thank you about the game. Hear nothing. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, you, you've got a lot of interesting parts to your personality, I think, Jared, and it, it serves you well. Certainly going to serve you well as you continue to grow into this recruiting process, which will get crazy in June for sure. Uh, you've done a good job, I think, so far of, of kind of blocking out the noise. Um, but when you're deciding between places like Ohio State and Georgia and Alabama – uh, Tennessee, Texas A&M, uh, Florida State, like these are the biggest of the big. How do you decide ultimately what is what moves you? Like, how, is it just the relationships? Is it the way an offense runs? Is it uh, the stability of knowing a head coach is going to be there a long time? Like, who, are, are all these things equally important? Oh uh, yes, sir. Most of them things are equally important, but um, a big thing that I have been looking into is. The last thing you mentioned is uh, a head coach being the, like the stability of a head coach, like and how long they'll be there, and if the program's successful. Like I know Kirby Smart, he's not he's not going anywhere. Uh, Ryan Day and his group always stay together, which is a big thing to me too. So I I look into stuff like that, and also the um, family feeling around it. Well, you're gonna get a good dose of that this weekend as you get to campus. A uh, chance to hook up with coaches and watch meetings and get to see how they're handling workouts, uh, which started this week. Fun basketball game on Saturday against Penn State. It's always a, a doozy when those two teams play in the Big Ten. And hopefully you get uh, weather's supposed to be pretty okay this weekend in Columbus. I think it's supposed to get colder, but uh, shouldn't be any snow if as long as you get out of town safely tomorrow morning. So uh, I'm going to let you go. I really do appreciate you taking time, man. I told you I'd try to keep it about 15 minutes and. Uh, it's been a little bit over that. So thank you very much for joining us on the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. No problem. That's Jared Curtis. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Bermanology on the podcast. Thanks for watching, everyone. We'll see you next time.